what up what up folks what's going on welcome to episode number 48 of the spun today podcast i'm your host tony ortiz thank you very much for listening in this episode i speak about my recent east coast road trip from new york to philadelphia pennsylvania myrtle beach south carolina orlando florida savannah georgia virginia i don't know what the city we were in there um because we just pretty much like slept and ate there and then back to new york i also speak about a few stand-up comedy specials that i recently saw for the first time uh, even though they're kind of old uh jim gaffigan's beyond the pale and mr universe which were hilarious and todd barry's crowd work which is pretty dope I share my thoughts on the whole male-female-transgender bathroom debate. And also, I recently watched the movie Contact, Rewatched the movie Contact with Jodie Foster, which is based on the novel by Carl Sagan, and I wrap up the show with my thoughts on that. So, if you're interested in any of that stuff, stick around. If not, thanks for stopping by. Alright, so, since this episode is uh, packed with a bunch of shit, I'm going to jump right into it. So, like I told you guys... Uh, in the previous episode, I was going on a road trip. I went, I came back, and I uh, had a really good time. Uh, we had a really good time with my fiance and uh, uh, brother and sister-in-law. And it was pretty dope. So, let me start off with the first stop, which is Philly. So, we go to Philly. We're doing the whole uh, touristy thing in, in Philly. Uh, so, we hit up a couple... A couple notable spots and the first thing we did was stopped at a diner had some breakfast because we left like at five in the morning from new york and stopped at this this local very local diner that we found in the area that uh you know it's like one of those type of places where everybody knows each other you see like the construction workers and truck drivers that you know, seem to go there like every day to get their breakfast before starting work and starting their shifts and shit like that. And um, it was it was nice. It was all right. The food was okay. And I don't remember the name of the place, but um, it was decent. You know, it wasn't wasn't you know great. It, you know, it was like like a little little dive diner type of place. So then from there, we went to. Uh, the, we took the uh, uh, Independence Hall tour, which is pretty cool, and the uh, Liberty Bell we went to see, and that's all like pretty much like in the same area. It's like across the street from each other. So you go to Independence Hall, and uh, you go to like this indoor museum-looking place, and they give you uh, free tickets. And they pretty much give the tickets and organize the the tour um, in half hour increments, you know, based on the amount of people that are there. So uh, that's how they, you know, uh, make sure it's not uh, past capacity or whatever. And uh, we pretty much got our tickets, did the tour, which is really cool. Um, this guy uh, works for, that works for the parks department, if I'm not mistaken. First, you sit in a room where uh within independence hall uh they sit everybody down and gives a little um probably like a five 
five to ten minute introduction to independence hall and the history of philadelphia and uh it's where the declaration of independence was signed and where the uh would be american gov uh yeah i guess would be american government was conspiring to declare the independence from uh the british and uh gave us the uh pretty much that that uh, little synopsis and then told us we were going to walk over uh, across the way to where uh, the courtroom was um, and also where in the actual room where all the deliberation uh, from the 13 colonies uh, was taking place and um, where the actual declaration was signed, which is pretty cool. And, you know, he sits you through, everything is set up uh, uh, close to... Uh, I guess in a historically accurate way. So all the positioning of all the, the tables of, of the 13 uh, representatives, uh, like Benjamin Franklin, John Hancock, um, of the 13 colonies uh, were how they initially were back then, supposedly. And uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty interesting he did a really great job of describing things in, in an interesting way and kind of like placing you in that time period and reminding you that, uh, it was a very hush hush type of thing that was going on. Cause if word got out, you know, they'd be, uh, like tried for treason type of thing. And, um, uh, to picture, you know, days on end being in that room, uh, deliberating on, on certain things like each state should have uh two state senators and then uh, congress should be made up of um representatives from each state but based on population of the state and you know bound you know all that type of give and take and politics that was going on between the 13 colonies at the time uh, before they were uh actually formed and how it took days and days of deliberation between them and how all the windows would be closed because they didn't want anybody overhearing stuff and then reminding everyone that there was no electricity or or um i'm sorry uh air conditioning in that time and how uh sweaty and smelly the place must have been and all the like coats and and uh blazers and you know like all the garments that people wore back then and and it kind of like really uh places you there you know I find that type of shit interesting. So I thought that was pretty cool to be in that that actual room where our country formed, you know? Um, then from there, we we bounced. The whole thing was probably like less than half an hour, that, that little tour. So definitely I recommend it for anybody's like in, in the area to do something like that. Then we shot over across the street to the Liberty Bell, which is in another like little museum type area and it's on uh the ground floor level and it's pretty much there's like a long walkway with with uh i don't know um museum type stuff you know like paintings and portraits and 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 stuff like that lining the walls and um not memorabilia is not the right word but liberty bell related content 
you know, on the walls and stuff. Then you get to the end of that walkway and the Liberty Bell is there. Um, and people are just, you know, it's roped off. Um, you can get pretty close to it and uh, people are just there. You could, you know, actually like reach over and touch it if you wanted to. Um, but it's roped off and people are just like standing around it and taking pictures and and stuff like that. So uh, that was pretty cool, you know. It takes a, just a couple minutes to do it. You're there, might as well. And if you don't want to for whatever reason, you could, you know, because it's just a belt with a crack in it, you know. Um, and probably, you know, obviously um, not speaking to the historical-ness of it. Um, but if that's not your thing, you could see it like the, the places uh, glass, like all around. So you could actually see it from the outside if you didn't want to like go in and, and um, you know, go through the metal detectors and shit like that. Then from there, we went to the Rocky Steps, the steps from the movie Rocky. And, uh, you know, we did what everybody else, the fucking hundreds of people that were there were doing, was running up the stairs, putting up your fucking, your arms like Rocky did in the movie. And you just see everybody there pretty much doing the exact same thing. It's funny. Um, I did it also, of course. And, um then i was expecting to see the rocky statue like at the top of the steps um because this the stairs for those of you that don't know it's it's um it's a museum um and when i got up there i was expecting to see the fucking rocky statue but it wasn't there and then uh someone said that it was fake and it doesn't exist and somebody else said that you know they take it down and they and they put it back sometimes and like, I didn't know. I, I thought it was just fucking there. And then, um, so that was kind of disappointing. But then we got, we were leaving. Then we saw that the ro- actual Rocky statue is there, but it's not like at the top of the steps. It's like when you get uh, to the bottom of the steps, it's like to the left. And there was like a line formed there. And uh, we would have completely missed it. But um, my brother-in-law, Raul, saw it. And we went over there and we all took pictures with it. And uh, it was pretty cool. And um, it was a good time. There was like a a Rocky lookalike guy there taking pictures of people and shit. And, uh, you know, there's people there um, offering to take pictures of you. You know, if you're like just there with with, like as a couple and you don't have anybody to take a picture of both you together. And, you know, they want you to give them a couple dollars and stuff like that which is cool, um, and, you know, if you go alone and shit, and you need that, then you don't have to worry about something like that, or taking pictures, like, uh, one by one, or whatever, um, what else, what else, then from there, we went, we're in Philly, so obviously we're gonna get Philly cheesesteaks, right, and I hit up my boy, pablo and told him where i should get he travels a lot so i told him where where which philly cheesesteak place should i go to pats or gino's and he told me neither (laughs) he told me to go to he told me those places were too touristy and you know go to a, a local spot that that is known to make them good and i'll say this if you want a good like banging philly cheesesteak sandwich i would recommend to take pablo's advice 
and do something like that. But if you want the, you know, touristy experience, which, you know, that's what we're pretty much doing there. Um, and you don't want, you know, the, your, your emphasis isn't in, in getting, you know, the tasty sandwich uh, or Philly cheesesteak, then go to Pat's or Gino's. We went to Gino's, um, it's where I initially wanted to go to. And, um, again, just for the whole touristy experience type of thing and the sandwich, it wasn't that good to be honest. It wasn't a bad sandwich. It was, but it, it wasn't like, oh my God, this is the most delicious Philly cheesesteak sandwich I've ever had. Um, it wasn't by far. Um, but it was good, whatever. And, um, we ate it. Uh, so it was a uh, slight disappointing, but whatever. It wasn't again, just for, we weren't there just for the taste of the sandwich. It was just to see Gino's and Pat's, you know, two uh, staples of Philly directly across the street from each other. Uh, if you guys don't know, it's two big, um, steak, Philly cheesesteak, um, hoagie making places, sandwich shops, which, which are uh, famous in Philly and always have lines and stuff like that. Um, and wanted to go to to see them, you know, and we did. Then next door to it, there's this place called Cafe Crema. Both of which, by the way, I knew about Gino's and Pat's, but uh, Cafe Crema I learned of or I heard of for the first time uh, watching what was it? One of those YouTube shows that I've mentioned to you guys before. Um, it's not fuck. That's delicious. It's uh, Dana White's looking for a fight. The UFC Dana White um, uh, web series. And they went there. They went to either Pat's or Gino's. I forget which one. And then next door, they went to Cafe Crema. So I definitely wanted to go there because it's a place that specializes in coffee and cannolis. And they have mad different types of cannolis. So I figured had a, a cheesesteak, then went there for dessert and coffee before we hit the road again. And that's exactly what we did. Cannolis were off the hook. They have like pistachio cannolis, peanut butter cannolis, and just a bunch of like different flavors. And it was really good. Definitely recommend going there. I, I liked it. I enjoyed that a lot. And um, then what else? Let me look at my notes here. Rocky Steps, Statue, Pats and Genos, Cafe Crema. Boom, that's it. So that wrapped wrapped us up in Philly. We hit the road. And we drove to all the way through to Virginia before we stopped for dinner. And uh, we ate at, we found a Mexican restaurant. We decided to go there. I don't know why. Uh, Mexican food in Virginia kind of doesn't go, but that's where we went and it wasn't bad um it wasn't like oh this is disgusting i don't want to eat this but it wasn't good mexican food um but whatever we stopped there the people were like super nice i think they were like happy to see other hispanic people and um you know being a, a mexican restaurant in the middle of virginia and um yeah, that was it. That was pretty much our stop in Virginia. We wanted, you know, on the way back, we stopped there again and we stayed there for the night, but I'll get to that later. 
Um, then from there, after dinner, we just shot straight down to South Carolina. In South Carolina, we were staying in Myrtle Beach. And it's pretty fucking far from the I-95 uh, to actually get to Myrtle Beach. Like, after we got off the, the 95, we... I don't know, we felt like fucking like two hours just of like side streets and high and side routes and highways and shit like that um, in the dark with no light and stuff um, to get to where we were going to. But when we got there, we were very, very happy and stayed there for a couple of days and really enjoyed it. It was actually the highlight of the trip. And, um, what it was, it was funny because, you know, it was dark. We were driving for a while. And the GPS is, like, pulling me into, like, what looks like to me, like, this residential type of, of um, like, organization, like, type of thing, right? And the GPS keeps telling me to go through there. And then my girl gets excited. She's like, oh, my God, is it, is it here? Because it looks, like, really nice. And I was like, no, no, don't get your hopes up because <laughs> you know i don't want to wind up at some fucking shitbox place and then then she had her hopes up with that um but it actually wound up being this was the place so um it was just like really big like a really big um property and what we rented was a uh cottage which to me i from what i booked and what i saw in photos and stuff like that i pictured it i i always assume that the pictures and stuff like that are are nicer than what you're actually going to wind up with so i pictured in my mind you know a two-bedroom little bungalow type of thing um with a living room slash kitchen and that's it and um we you know drove in and I checked in at this point it's like I think like one or two in the morning or something like that or 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 midnight or one in the morning I don't know it, it's late at night so we check in and um it gives us the keys to the place and tells us like where to drive to find it and um because it's a uh, like a hotel um you know like regular you know skyscraper type hotel but on the hotel property you know, surrounding it are all these, uh, cottages, these like little houses and you can either stay in the cottages or stay in the hotel, but all of it is part of the hotel. And, uh, we pull up to our, our place and it wound up being a three bedroom, three and a half bathroom, two car garage, living room with flat screen, tv with cables like a uh, smart tv with fucking youtube and netflix and shit like that embedded into it uh eight person dining room uh, kitchen with all you know plates and pots and coffee maker and pans and silverware and everything you need cups um uh access to the uh garage from the inside you had a laundry room we had a back patio with a, a barbecue, and it was super, super nice, super dope. We were, like, more than satisfied. It exceeded our expectations. Really loved the place uh, so much so that we, at least we say that we're going to uh, go there next year again. 
uh, but just to stay there, not to do this whole road trip thing. And it's pretty dope because you get, for example, you book the place and you pay for the place. So if you go with two people or if you go with 10 people, uh, it's the same price. So you're not paying like per person. So I definitely recommend it to anybody that wants to check it out. It's called The Cottages at North Beach Plantation. And aside from being like a really like nice place, it, it was like a full-blown resort. Like in the, the next day we went to uh, like the pool area. And it was, you know, we we drove closer to, um, it, it would have probably been like a 10-minute walk if we chose to walk, but we didn't know how far it was. So we drove to like the pool area, which is pretty much where the hotel like main entrance is. And then we just parked the car there, walked around uh, like the pool area there, and then right um, past the pool area is the actual beach. Um in uh, Myrtle Beach, so uh, it's super cool. You could go there and just spend like a vacation there at that place. And when you go outside of the hotel, like five minutes away, you have a Walmart. So you could buy like all the food and whatever that you want, which we did, and we barbecued and stuff while we were there. Um, you also have like restaurants and like fast food joints, and and um yeah it was, a, it was a really dope place so then leaving from there i uh it, it was so good that i wrote them a review uh like five-star review i'm not big on like writing reviews but if i really like something or if i really hate something i gotta do it and they did and they definitely deserved it um then i went to uh we went the next day before we left we went to a local diner that was a few blocks away and had the bangiest breakfast that I've had in a really long time that I can remember. I, I don't want to say the bangiest breakfast ever, ever because I'm like sucking this place's cock, no homo. <laughs> but the whole like South Carolina Myrtle Beach experience was really dope to the point that even the breakfast was like off the chain. Really, really good. Then we leave there and go to Florida. Unfortunately, our experience in Florida was probably the exact opposite of South Carolina in terms of the hotel that we stayed at. And it was it was a complete shitbox. I know we booked it for cheap. We wanted to stay you know, close to Disney, but, um, cause we, the plans were to, to go to like Disney world and shit one of the days. And we, you know, we, you know, staying, uh, you know, in one of the Disney hotels is like a hundred and something a night, uh, type of thing. So it was like too pricey. So we wanted to be close enough to it where we could just drive to it. And I found this place that was like 50 minutes away. And, from the site and the reviews it was i think it had like two to three stars i want to say um but this from the the pictures on the site it looked decent and i was like fuck it you know the price was really good really good price i'll give them that but you pay you get what you pay for right and we definitely did this place was just fucking ghetto like awful awful 
it was like one of those like crackhead hooker motels where the door to the room opens up to the into the parking lot and not for all the rooms but for some of them and not that any hotel that's like that is necessarily bad but this one it just like we opened up the door into the room and i don't know if it was like the combination of coming from where we came from which was like od awesome or you know in south carolina or if this place was just that bad but like it just felt dirty like if we would have found bed bugs there i wouldn't have been surprised at all i was actually expecting them um the, the it was decorated like like seemed like from a 1970s garage sale or something like that and they hadn't changed anything ever since so you know it had like lamps throughout the room half of which didn't work the fucking the uh the iron you filled it up with water and it just leaked right out from a different <laughs> from the like opposite side it was just horrible the tiles in the bathroom were like different colors and shit like you know like a couple tiles broke and they just just fucking plastered a couple whatever tiles they found and, and put them there um the most innovative <laughs> ghetto just to just to to bring it home here the the door in the bathroom of our room wouldn't close because it it would bang up against the toilet and they cut a square like out of the door the shape of where it was banging onto the toilet so that it wouldn't hit it and the door could fully close and open so the door to the bathroom had like a little square chiseled out of the side of it and it was just fucking ghetto i I don't know there's no other fucking words for it the the front door had definitely a fucking bullet hole in it i don't give a fuck what anybody says because i had a people right normal people you know size and location center mid top center of the door then towards the bottom middle left there's another people like it's not centered it's not in the middle it's like too low for a midget just high enough for like a fucking three-year-old and to me that was a just a fucking bullet hole that they decided instead of replacing the door just fucking stick a fucking peephole in it and it just felt dirty and dingy and and horrible so i mean it was to the point that we were we contemplated um you know because uh i booked it through like a third party uh, one of those like Expedia, Hotwire like type sites, and all sales are final type of thing. We contemplated just eating, eating the bill, and just going to stay at a different place. But ultimately, we didn't, and whatever we we toughed it out because it was just four days. Um, and but we did make a conscious decision of not spending any unnecessary time in that place, and you know we had like family and friends and stuff to to visit. Um, we also, you know, we, we knew we were going to Disney and that was going to be like a whole day thing. So it it worked out in the long run. One of the most memorable things that happened though, was that, uh, the, not the first night, the second night that we were staying there, we, a fire alarm goes off 
and it goes off at about one. I actually wrote down the time. One thirty ish in the morning. It was like one twenty something or one thirty something. So one thirty in the morning, this fire alarm goes off throughout the entire hotel and almost the entire hotel. I would say like eighty percent of the hotel. And it goes on and it's like this piercing loud sound that I actually recorded for you guys uh, so that you guys could. I recorded it on my phone, so I'm going to try to stream it in right now while I finish telling you guys a story about it. That's the sound. And this is how it sounded on the outside and this is it was so piercingly loud that we literally had to walk outside not just us in our room almost everybody in the entire hotel had to because it was so piercingly loud the sad shit is that families like with little babies and shit they were they left the rooms and they had to go like sleep in their cars you know they had like little infants and little kids and it was just fucking sad and the shit went on it wasn't like a half hour thing this shit went on like this from 1 30 in the morning to 3 something in the morning non-fucking-stop like you literally could not stay in the room because it was so piercingly loud you hear that shit so this was like the cherry on top of the hotel from hell. And thankfully, oh, mind you, by the way, I, I skipped over a part, which is when we go walk into the rooms, instead of being like a single bed room, it was a two bed, like two beds, two queen size beds instead of like one king size bed which is what I booked, but then they told me I didn't book that, and if I wanted to upgrade, quote-unquote, they would have to charge me an extra 50 bucks. And it was like, what the fuck, you know? So, like, from the beginning, everything just was horrible. Um, thankfully, though, uh, my boy uh, Raul had the idea to go speak to, like, the people on the front desk, and uh, we did to ask them if we could switch our room because across the the uh, parking lot, the other uh, group there was a group of rooms that did not have the the bell going off, and we went there and they actually did move us, and I told them to move us to rooms. Or I asked them to move the move us to rooms with a single bed instead of the double beds, and they did. Uh, they didn't charge me anything extra, and um, we got to those rooms and they were a touch nicer you know, the quote-unquote upgraded room. Um, but it was a smoking room. So, you know, you could smell cigarettes and shit like that, but it was definitely nicer. You could still hear the, this fucking fire alarm. But it wasn't coming from it, you know, inside of these rooms. It was, you, but it was just so fucking loud that you could still hear it from the opposite side. Um, but at least we were in a room that we could actually, you know, close the door and be inside the room, even though we could hear the shit from the outside, but it wasn't coming from inside, which was the issue with all the other rooms. 
And in all fairness, they did uh, say that they would refund everyone in the hotel for that night. <clears throat> but um, they, you know, they make you like jump through loops uh, in order to get that that um that refund. And um, but I did I did what I had to do, so, you know, and got the money back. I I fucking had to call uh, the agency that I booked it through. And then they had to call the hotel to verify what happened. The hotel actually clicked on them while I was on hold. And they came back and told me. And then they called them again. And then, you know, long story short, finally straightened everything out. Then I had to call back again after after checking out. And uh, confirmed the checkout and stuff like that. So it was this whole hoopla or whatever. But uh, long story short, we spent as little time in there as possible. It was a shit place. Just like I shouted out the other one for being good, I'll shout out this one for being horrible. And definitely do not stay there. It's called Seralago, S-E-R-A-L-A-G-O. If you guys are ever in Orlando, Florida, avoid this place. Unless you want, just want like a bed and a shitty place to stay at for pretty cheap, then by all means. Um, then let's see. We went to a few different places while in Orlando. We went to this place called Disney Springs, which was pretty cool. It was like this big, like outdoor mall type of thing with a bunch of like, you know, Disney theme, obviously everything in Orlando seems to have like a Disney theme to it. And, um, you know, you could buy a bunch of like Disney stuff and you see a bunch of like Cinderella's and Buzz Lightyear's and, and different, you know, Disney characters and the Lego store and stuff like that. And you could sit down and have ice cream and you're next to the water and there's bars there. And it's a pretty cool place as a stage where people apparently play live music. And it was a cool place. We, like, pretty much spent an afternoon there walking around, seeing stuff. And it was pretty cool. Again, that's called Disney Springs. Then we went to Disney World, which was pretty dope. Um, and huge. Uh, it was my, my first time there. I had never been there. Um, uh, we had a good time. It's obviously, you know, driven towards, towards kids, but, uh, we did, you know, we did a, a few of the rides. I would say we did, ha we went to the Magic Kingdom Park, which is like the main park where like that castle is that everybody always takes pictures with. And, um, there's, I think four different parks. We went to just this one. And made it through half of the, of that one park. And we were there, like, from, I don't know, th I want to say 2 to 3 in the afternoon to, like, 11 p.m. at night by the time we got out of there. And um, uh, we only made it through, like, half the park. And didn't even hit, like, every ride or anything like that. But uh, Space Mountain was a dope ride. That was pretty cool. Uh, comparable to like six flags type rides the rest were like little kitty rides um but we saw cool things like the wheel of progress i think it was if i'm not mistaken and it shows it's like a pretty cool it's 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 the longest going stage show in the world supposedly and it just starts off with a guy talking you know, like from the 1940s and in his living room and you see like all the like the ice box instead of the fridge and all the appliances and he talks about you know how times are then then it fast forwards and the stage like the seats move around the stage 
and it goes like round and round like a wheel and then the next scene that you see is like the same guy in the 50s and in the 60s then in like the you know 2000 somethings when everything is like automated and it shows like the transition of technology throughout time and it was pretty cool i like that and the um the not puppets but the the guy the people because it's like machines and shit they're like really creepily lifelike um like his wife and kids and the dog and shit like that like it's all like machines it looks pretty dope and creepy um creepy because it looks real and that was pretty cool there was also like a we saw like a tribute to presidents and it was like they had like those same type statues but not statues like machine people things but like of all the presidents and they would like talk and jfk spoke obama spoke and like a bunch uh lincoln gave his uh four score 20 years ago speech and like stuff like that and that was pretty cool to watch you like in sitting like in a theater uh, that was one of the attractions um and, and it, it was dope it was definitely a cool experience the final show at the end was spectacular for lack of a better fucking word um or you know at the risk of sounding cheesy and it's cool because it gives like a show on the actual castle like with different themes from like the lion king and like fucking what is that shit called uh all the disney movies like cinderella and stuff like that and they play songs and music and the kids are going crazy and then you know the fireworks are going off at the same time and it's like a fireworks show and then um the fucking tinkerbell zip lines from the top of the fucking castle like across the park and um it's just pretty cool it's like a really dope experience um we all enjoyed it and definitely recommend uh you guys checking that shit out fucking expensive as fuck it's like a buck ten a ticket to get into one park and um definitely definitely if you if that's your thing if you want to like go there yourself or if you want to take your kids there or anything like that definitely plan to do so in more than one day don't think that you can go there and do a whole park in a day let alone all four of the parks um so uh plan accordingly what else then aside from uh spending time uh, with family and friends and, and going to their houses and um barbecue having a barbecue there and stuff like that we wound up going to the movies me and my girl like going to the movies and we went to the movies uh one of the nights that we were there and i found one of my boy told me about a theater uh similar to the one that we go to here which is like the one with the recliners and shit that i like i know i've mentioned in the past in the podcast and uh it was perfect we thought until we sat down next to uh, these fucking Puerto Ricans, no offense, that just wouldn't stop talking throughout the whole thing. And I mean, like, talking, talking. Like, like, laughing and, oh my God. And then, and not even talking, like, reacting to the movie. Like, that's one thing. Um, you know, like, like uh, black people are supposedly known for, you know, you know speaking back and forth um, or talking at the movie or whatever, you know. Shout out to Green Acres Theater. But they were just, like, having conversations amongst themselves. Like, oh, my, you remember when Thea took us to the, oh, see that other movie that was similar to this one? And blah, 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 blah. And it was like, yo, shut the fuck up. 
like non-fucking-stop, yo, throughout the whole shit. Thankfully, we were watching Angry Birds, which was my girl's choice. But um, it's still fucking annoying. I hate that shit. Fuck, man. Don't go to the movies, people. If you're going to speak, don't go to the fucking movies. Um, um, what else? And that was pretty much it. That was, that was our, our time in Orlando. It was cool. And we all enjoyed it. With the exception of the hotel, it was pretty... Of that hotel. It was a, a pretty successful and dope trip. Now, the cherry on top, which was really cool was on our way back we stopped in savannah and i looked up this place that i wanted to go to i didn't think we were going to make it and i heard i read a bunch of reviews on it and it's a place where like actors like actors have gone to like alec baldwin and um michael c hall that played dexter um the guy that played deadpool um ryan gosling no ryan reynolds um and uh obama's been there and it's called the wilkes house which i will link to in the episode notes by the way because this place was just fucking off the chain and it is a place a soul food restaurant that is open only monday to friday from 11 a.m to 2 p.m so three hours a day, Monday to Friday. You would think it's counterintuitive to not have a restaurant open during dinner and during weekends. But this restaurant literally has a two-hour wait no matter when the fuck you go. We got there like at 10, 15 in the morning. And it opens at 11. And there was a line probably of like maybe like 15, 10 to 15 people. Um, and we were like, all right, fuck it. Let's go to the gas station, uh, use the bathroom, come back. And then just get online and and we'll be we'll be straight. We did that. Took like another fifteen minutes tops because the gas station was a few blocks away. And came back and the line was down the block. We literally waited two hours um, before this place even opened to be seated. And it was absolutely worth the wait. I would have waited three hours for this shit. And it uh, you know it's it's. First off, it's in his, uh, the historic district of Georgia, which is fucking beautiful. I posted mad pictures on the website uh, for you guys to check it out. Go to spuntoday.com forward slash photography or on my Insta- Instagram at spuntoday. Like I told you guys, I would take some pictures and shit, and they're all posted there. And actually, the YouTube version of this podcast, which will be, um, if you guys want to check it out on YouTube, on my YouTube page, find it through my website. Um, I'll, I'll, um, like post like a bunch of these pictures and stuff like that throughout the, the video of the, of the podcast. And, um, it was just beautiful, beautiful, like greenery, weeping willow trees, stone, cobblestone streets, uh, and just a, like a, a beautiful quaint antique looking area, a little town. And the food was just fucking delicious you the way it works it's it's small too inside there's like two different dining rooms um each one has about four tables of 10 so you walk in you know whether you're a party of two or four of 10 or like whatever 
and they just fill up tables of 10. So you wind up sitting with strangers, um, which is cool because everybody down south is like super friendly. And there was actually this couple um, in front of us that wound up sitting at a different table because uh, they filled up a different table before we were able to get in that was from Alabama, this elderly couple and um, two couples. And they were telling us that they've been going there for like 17 or 24 years or some shit like that every year. And that the line's always the same. It doesn't matter when you come and that it's well worth it. And it absolutely was. We wound up uh, sitting at a table with a bunch of girls from New York that were there on a um, like bachelorette type of get together type of thing, um, which was cool. And the way it works, uh, just uh, so that anybody that plans to visit uh, knows, you know, of course, check out the website, like I said, which I'll link to in the episode notes. But just to give you guys a first hand account, they have a bunch of sides, like all the traditional soul food sides, like mac and cheese and and mashed potatoes and gravy and grits and and actually did they have grits? They had to have had grits. I can't remember it though, but collard greens, green beans, uh cornbread, biscuits, um uh sweet potato, um yams and and corn and and just you know, rice and green and black eyed black eyed beans and just anything you could think of, any fucking side, soul food type side that you can think of, they had it. And the way it works is that all those sides are already on the table when you walk in, family style. They set up the table beforehand. You walk in, you just start eating right away. And then they bring out fried chicken. And then they bring out pulled pork. And then they bring out uh, beef stew. And they just, you know, refill anything that you eat and it's just so much food and everybody's like passing stuff around like oh did you try this oh you gotta try this oh you know they had stuffing which is fucking banging um uh uh just fucking delicious everything was so good and then as far as drinks you have sweet tea on the table or you can ask for water and that's it um so you can't order anything this is just how it is whatever sides they have for the day which is when we went it was all of those um, and, uh, they say on the website, they always have like some combination of that, you know, like one day they might not have yams, but they have everything else. Um, and you know, obviously the fried chicken, which was fucking not greasy at all and delicious. It, it was like baked fried or something, you know, it was like no grease, but it was fried and it was fucking good as fuck. Um, the pulled pork, the, oh man. Oh, and then they bring you dessert afterwards. They bring you either banana pudding. That's what I got. Banana pudding was in the hood then. Um, drinking pink champagne. Um, what's the other one? Uh, butter pecan pie. Uh, was the other dessert. And you get to choose which one you want. And it was just fucking delicious. And all of that. It's for 22 bucks per person. And that's it. And the way it works, as, you know, tables leave, the people that are standing outside online, they bring them in after they, you know, set up the table for the next group and so forth and so forth. And it's cash only, by the way. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. I didn't see that mentioned on the website. And um, 
yeah so prepare for that so it's cash only it's only 22 bucks uh ahead so 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 worth it definitely doing if you go to savannah georgia you have to uh, it's one of the things that or from what we heard people always say uh ask you that you know if you've been to savannah they always ask you you know did you go to the wilkes house and um i definitely recommend that couldn't recommend it highly enough then on the way back um that was pretty much the end of the trip uh, i was planning on to doing a straight shot from there to new york um, but along the way, we chose to stop in Virginia again, coincidentally, and we stayed for the night. And I found like one of those like Motel Six type places and stayed there. Which again, this is an example of a a um like motel hotel type of place that has the you know that style of you know doors that open up into the parking lot type of thing. And this one was great. You know, they had free breakfast. They super clean rooms and you felt comfortable you felt good you felt like you rented a fucking hotel um not like the other shit box that it just felt like like a fucking if you ever guys ever seen the episode of louis where he's like doing some road gig and some guys like some crackhead is like knocking on the door and of the motel that he got booked in um that's how i felt being in the place in florida but this one in virginia was nice and um and it was good then we made it back to new york in one piece and i am here and i lived to tell you guys the story and that was my road trip now on to the last few things that i told you guys i was going to mention which was jim gaffigan's comedy specials i saw i i've heard of jim gaffigan before and he is a clean comic for those of you that those of you that don't know um clean comic in the sense that he doesn't really curse a lot um he's labeled a quote-unquote clean comic and i've never been the type to to uh you know prefer one type of comedy over another whether it's like political uh um uh comedy or or a clean comic versus a dirty comic uh and i appreciate the craft a lot um how these guys are able to do what they do and i can find i can find gems in any of those styles if that makes any sense just like i can be into a fucking rom-com movie just as much as um into a fucking uh cheesy avengers uh superhero flick or a or as deeply as i could connect with a fucking oscar winning uh spotlight movie or contact like i'm gonna wrap up the show with for example um you know they all they all evoke emotion and the fact that they evoke uh different emotions are just like a, a secondary thing i think the f- the main thing is that it gets you to that emotional state and in terms of comedy it gets you to laugh whether it's clean whether it's dirty whether it's political whether it's uh hacky whether it's whatever the point is it gets you to laugh and jim gaffin jim gaffigan made me and my girl fucking laugh out loud countless times and it's super funny uh we saw 
the most recent one first, which was Mr. Universe. And I think that one's funnier than uh, Beyond the Pale, uh, which was a few years earlier. Um, both comedy specials are hilarious. Both of, both of them were very good. I recommend watching both. But if you're going to choose one, definitely for my, for my taste at least, go with Mr. Universe. And um, you will not be disappointed. Super funny. And both specials are on Netflix. Also, another one that I saw, uh, that we saw, was uh, Todd Barry's Crowd Work, which was ballsy as fuck. I remember me, I went with my brother to see Todd Barry once, and I even forgot it was him until I, I saw him on Louis, on Louis show. And um, I just recognized him, and I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that's the guy. And... Um, uh, we saw him live once, which was cool. I barely remember it, though, but uh, it was cool to know that I went to it, you know. Um, but we we saw he has a special on Netflix called Crowdwork, which is a few years old. But it was so ballsy because the whole thing was just no no material. The entire special was no material. And it was just straight crowd work. And crowd work, for those of you that don't know, are, is when... Uh, comics just fuck with the crowd you know they uh talk to the crowd you know what do you do and and just make funny shit based on the random stuff that you say which is so ballsy and and just a different level of comic that's able to do that type of shit uh david tell uh, is another one that's good at that uh, from you know what i've seen um and who else um uh what's his fucking name russell peters is good good at it as well but todd barry is just like on some jedi shit uh because he did the entire special just of that and you know hats off to him that's some crazy shit all right so the next thing is the whole uh transgender bathroom uh debate issue that's going on now in the country which are I don't know why this is such a big fucking issue but here's my take on it for what it's worth so obama issued a a directive on may 13th 2016 stating that transgender students should be able to use the bathroom of their choosing in public schools public schools if they didn't they'll be they by they meaning the schools they'll be in violation of title nine which prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation now, schools that do not comply face possible legal action and loss of federal funding. Now, to be clear, what a directive is, or uh, specifically a presidential directive, also known as a presidential decision directive, or a form of executive, a form of an executive order issued by the president of the United States, with the advice and analysis of the national national security council and it is not legally binding so it's pretty much advice from the executive branch stating you guys should do this this and that it's not legally binding but it is advice coming from the president so it's like yo dick do this um but again it's not legally binding which is why uh 11 states by the last time i checked were suing the obama administration if that fucking makes any sense wasting fucking tax dollars to do so i would imagine 
um, because they don't agree with their take on the situation. And FYI, 11 of those 11 states, I think nine of them were in the South. No. Yeah, nine of them were in the South. One of them was uh, like Ohio or, or, or Wisconsin. No. Yeah, like Wisconsin or something. And the other one was Maine. Um, I don't know why I pointed that out, but whatever. <laughs> Here's my take. Here's my solution on it. And I'll expand on a uh, Michael Rappaport post where he put uh, the solution to the problem is he there was it was like a, on Instagram it was like a picture of two uh, bathrooms one of them with the sign that says penis one of them that has a sign that says vagina that's it I kind of agree with that but in the sense of you have male female and then miscellaneous all because we have to understand that there is there's no fear there's no rational fear in my opinion of thinking that a transgender person or individual is going to do harm to like a little kid or something like that um in in a restroom however there is a very real realistic fear in my opinion that you know creeps and 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 sick pedophiles will pose as being uh a member of the opposite sex to get access to you know little kids and shit like that that are that may happen to be in public bathrooms um and that's a that's a serious concern which is something that could happen now but you're kind of opening the door to having that more of a possibility by uh you know allowing for this so i say keep it male female and have uh, an additional bathroom not not even and i'll explain the additional thing because you don't have to you don't have to build fucking more bathrooms and shit because that's ridiculous retrofitting buildings and stuff like that with with new bathrooms um it's a huge waste of resources but keep it male female and have a designated bathroom for other and other i don't want to just say transgender because there you're also in doing so i believe you're opening up opening up a can of worms to an inevitable situation where you're going to start having you know uh, you know fluid gender people wanting their own bathrooms and and a slew of other types of of denomination of people that that feel different ways and different things that that will inevitably want or feel like they should have um a non-gender designated bathroom which by the way and ironically disney is all for this shit they had like signs for uh, male female and transgender bathroom welcome or something like that uh throughout the park um and but yeah have a male female and another now within public schools and places like this you do not, uh, I don't agree with fucking, you know, building new bathrooms or some crazy shit like that. Do it by popu- by the demographics of the population within the school. So generally speaking, you, you know, or within the hospital, like I've seen um, male, female and handicap like bathrooms, like science changing already. 
um, do it based on the population, you know, within the student body, for example. So you have, generally speaking, you know, uh, bathrooms are 50-50, right? Like 50% of the bathrooms are male, 50% of the bathrooms are females. Um, what percentage of your student body identify with being transgenders or whatever, whatever other than male, female? And have those, you know, uh, have the bathrooms allotted accordingly. So let's say you have 10 bathrooms in the school. Not 10. You probably have like 20 bathrooms in the school, 10 male, uh, 10 female, let's say. And you have a, a, a small uh, percentage, I would imagine, of transgender or gender neutral students. And so then you make it nine male bathrooms, nine female bathrooms, and two fucking uh, tranny bathrooms in the fucking basement or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you guys know what I mean, though, right? So do it based on population. You don't have to build and... and new bathrooms and stuff like that and and it's fair that way it's you know population driven and and um i think it'll end a lot of the the hoopla if you take that type of approach with it some of you guys think feel free to reach out to me at uh um spun today at gmail.com and last but certainly not least I rewatched one of my favorite all-time movies, which is Contact with Jodie Foster, which um, was recently on the Nerdist podcast, and it was a pretty cool episode. Chris Hardwick, uh, the host of the, of the Nerdist podcast, admitted in the very beginning intro that it pretty much slipped his not slipped his mind but he didn't ask her uh any questions about contact um and he was uh uh remiss about it i guess and um he pretty much said that you know he just the conversation was flowing so well that that um it didn't come up um but it's one of the movies that she's most known for and it's uh, based on a novel by Carl Sagan. And those of you that don't know, Carl Sagan was like a, an astronomer and the and uh, an author, and um, just a, a science. He uh, he was like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of the seventies, basically. And Neil deGrasse Tyson actually has a really cool story of how he met Carl Sagan when he was like on a school trip or something like that. And he told Carl Sagan that he wanted to be uh, a scientist. And Carl Sagan told him to, you know, to follow his dream. And he wrote him, like, a little note and stuff like that. And Neil deGrasse Tyson became the fucking gem to society that he is today. In part due to Carl Sagan and the inspiration that he gained from him. And Carl Sagan was the original host of the show Cosmos that Neil deGrasse Tyson was remaking now. And, um... Uh, he is actually, if you guys check out my book, Make Way For You, Tips For Getting Out Of Your Own Way, the forward that I put in the book is from a a uh, commencement speech that Carl Sagan gave at uh, Cornell University um, back in 1994. And uh, I think it's called Pale Blue Dot. If you if you just Google Pale Blue, blah, blah, 
pale blue dot, you'll see uh, that piece and you'll be able to read it. Or if you pick up my book, which is available at sponsorcom forward slash books or Amazon. And um, you can read it there as well. So definitely check that out. But yeah, Contact is one of my favorite movies. There was quotes that I, you know, stayed with me um, since the first time I saw it in the theater, which I remember seeing it with my brother and his best friend at the time. Um, That was when that movie came out in 93, I want to say. Somewhere in the 90s. I remember that was like my, the one of the only like childhood summers that I actually like remember. And I obviously, you know, memory is fuzzy after all these years, but I remember that summer, my brother, his best friend and I would go, we spent the, like the whole summer. It felt like we did, must've done this like 30 times, but it was probably like twice or something, but I uh, remember it um being much more but i remember going to the beach rockway beach and um then after that going home showering and changing and then going to the movies and then after the movies going to 7-eleven getting slurpees and renting a movie and watching a movie that night and i feel like we did that like those four things in succession like a million times um but the only movie that I actually remember seeing is Contact because it was so, uh, um, made like so much of an impression on me, like even as like a little kid. And then, um, rewatching it now, um, as an adult, I, I see like remnants of even things that, that like I've said or, or, or trains of thought thoughts like within my own writing that that i'm like that's where that like idea sparked from you know what i mean like the whole concept of being you know insignificant but at the same time that's what makes us special like that whole like idea and like thought pattern um comes from this movie and um it's just really dope and there's a a specific scene which i'll link to in the episode notes but i'm going to play a little bit for you guys from it which is uh resonates a lot and i wanted to share it with you guys before i let you go and here it is you're an interesting species an interesting mix you're capable of such beautiful dreams and such horrible nightmares you feel so lost, so cut off, so alone. Only you know. See, in all our searching, the only thing we've found that makes the emptiness bearable is each other. That was it. I think that's pretty fucking dope you guys should uh rewind and listen to that again and just see actually that that entire scene if you guys don't want to like watch the movie or if you haven't watched the movie or if you even know the movie and just want to relive that 
um that scene not just that little clip that i played for you guys but there's like a 10 minute scene at the end which is like the dope scene in the movie i uh link to it on youtube and i link to it in the episode notes so definitely check that out and um that my friends is it that is episode number 48 random rant of the spun today podcast and just some quick uh housekeeping before i let you guys go this episode and all episodes of the spun today podcast is sponsored by amazon and what you can do to see support the podcast is go to my website spuntoday.com click on the affiliate links tab up on top and you'll see an amazon banner when you click on that banner it'll take you to amazon.com where you could do all of your shopping like you normally do and what this does is that amazon gives me a kickback of a couple pennies on the dollar for everything that you spend it does not increase your prices on anything at all uh, it's just a way uh, to support the podcast financially without actually having to waste your own money and um, that would be very helpful I would also really appreciate it if you guys rate and review the podcast on iTunes and or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts whether it's on Pocket Casts or Google Play or wherever it is please rate and review the podcast it really helps with the podcast gaining visibility. I would also like you guys to check out all the pictures that I mentioned in this episode that uh, from like the historic district in Georgia and um, some pictures of just the road trip in general. You'll find that spuntoday.com forward slash photography or my Instagram page at spuntoday. You can follow me on Twitter at spuntoday. And check out the Facebook fan page, which I just remember I, I need to put those pictures on the Facebook fan page as well. So all those folks can check it out at facebook.com forward slash spun today. And like I said, I'm going to cycle a bunch of the pictures and stuff like that through the YouTube uh, version of this episode. I'm gonna, I'll cycle the pictures through it. Um, if you guys want to listen on there, you can and see some cool pictures at the same time. Also, please check out my book, which, uh, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, is called Make Way For You, Tips for Getting Out of Your Own Way. Uh, you can get uh, some free excerpts and uh, synopsis of the book at sponsorcom forward slash books or check it out on Amazon. And if you would like a free PDF copy of the book, the entire book, not just a clip of it, not a uh, the first few chapters or anything like that, the entire book in PDF format, I will email it to you if you go to spuntary.com forward slash books at the bottom of the page, uh, just fill in your name and email address and I'll uh, shoot you over a copy after you confirm your email address. And lastly, the last thing that uh, I'm going to push here on you guys is the Midday Monday Boost Letter. It's my newsletter, which goes out once a week on Mondays, Midday Mondays at noon. And it's just uh, five things that resonated with me uh, throughout the week, which is a photo of the week, a video of the week, which could be like a TED Talk or or a, a rap battle or a cool video that I liked a podcast of the week, a word of the week, 
and a quote of the week. So check that out. You can um, start receiving the very next one of those of the Midday Monday Boost Letter by going to sponsor.com forward slash newsletter and just drop your new your uh, email address in and uh, you'll be good to go. That's pretty much it, folks. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Mm-hmm.